the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. All right, Andy Lockwood here with a mobile edition of the College Planning Edge podcast. I do these podcasts for stressed out parents of college-bound teens who are just kind of upset or beside themselves or don't know where to start when it comes to figuring out if the kid can get into any decent colleges, whether they can possibly pay for college, uh, what the hell they're going to college for in terms of majors that could lead to satisfying and actually lucrative careers to get off mom and dad's payroll, uh, test prep. So what I want to talk about today is based on a, um, I guess it was kind of an email exchange, frantic email exchange um, that we had uh, a couple days ago with a client who shall remain nameless. But the gist of the exchange was that um, Pearl had, uh, my wife who does all the financial aid forms, she had done his FAFSA and a CSS profile for his son's college last year. I'm recording this in uh, the beginning of July. And he'd gotten his award, which was pretty good, in March or April. And now, in July, the financial aid office took away the uh, a chunk of the money. And he said he called us three times and emailed us three times in the last week very frantic and of course as a side note you know it was fourth of july week and we saw one email from him and so far no calls <laughs> that's not really the point of this podcast but well, i guess you know i guess i guess the point is don't panic about everything it's not gonna really help so here's what happened uh, there's really two things that happened one <clears throat> was that they had uh, the financial aid office had repeatedly asked for follow-up information from the client regarding some real estate that he owned because, you know, real estate is um, a little bit funky in terms of how to value it. Uh, Most real estate owners chip away at the value because they uh, depreciate it and do all sorts of tax stuff, which I'm not really qualified to talk about, but the gist of it is that the value of real estate on a tax return is often a lot lower than it is on a uh, financial aid form. Just to make it, just to keep it simple. The problem was that the financial aid office had emailed the uh, the client and the client's um, son, who is who is attending that school, and those emails had gone unresponded to. So now, months later without any response, and they, they probably sent one email to each. And I actually had a very similar situation with another client whose daughter um, received a confirming email about what she should do next steps to put her loans in place, and the same thing happened. That email was not responded to either. So there's so many ways that parents and kids sabotage themselves in the college process, whether it's getting into college or paying for college, this is one of the most common ways. It's also one of the stupidest ways. And I don't mean that our clients are stupid. 
I just mean that it's stupid easy to fix this and to make it a point to check your email after you file your forms and continue to monitor your email box, your inbox, uh, after, you know, in the days and weeks after you have filed. It's different than a tax return. You know, with a tax return, you file it and you're done. And then, you know, sooner or later, they're like, okay, send us the money and it's over. But with financial aid filing, what Pearl always says is that, you know, once you file the forms, that's just the beginning. That's not the end. So <clears throat> you have to be aware that it's, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't stop when you file. You have to keep following up or making a point to check to see if there's any additional information required by the financial aid offices. So what we always advise our clients to do is file the forms and then call a couple days later and make sure the financial aid office received your, your FAFSA and your CSS profile and ask if they need any other information. Sometimes they'll tell you, yeah, we got everything, don't worry, we'll be getting back to you. Other times you might get a response like, well, you know, we don't download anything for a couple of months. If that's the case, then you just make a note to follow up with them in a couple of months, you know, just to make sure they have everything. Because what you don't want to do is be in a situation where you find out too late that they don't have everything and they ran out of money and that's over. Season's over. <clears throat> that actually happened with the second example I, I was mentioning about the client's daughter um, who, you know, they need to come up with money to pay for, uh, pay for a semester abroad. And Pearl, even though she's working on the forms for this coming year, she said, you know, you can probably still borrow money retroactively from last year, why don't I just throw in a FAFSA for last year because the deadline to apply is June 30th. So she did that in plenty of time, but what happened was that daughter did not get the email asking her to complete a, I think it was a promissory note and something else, loan counseling. And she, she failed to do that by the June 30th deadline, even though the loan was in place, I think, two to three weeks prior to June 30th. So that, unfortunately, uh, caused an issue that we're still trying to resolve, actually, as of uh, the date that I'm recording this, where the client, to his credit, did follow up and say, hey, do you have everything? So I want to make sure everything's okay. And whatever response he got indicated that there was nothing else for him to do and then they ultimately said, yeah, by the way, uh, she never signed this, and you can't get the money. Kind of dumb, kind of against the interests of the college because, you know, they, they love getting paid from uh, student lenders. So that's the end of this episode. I just really wanted to get that one main point across. It's nothing too intellectual, but it's, a, it's such a common thing. I, we talk about this all the time. You, you need to just be hyper-vigilant, just assume that even if you've done everything right, someone at the financial aid office is going to say, oh, no, we didn't get that. And they're just, just treat them like they're third graders or they're morons or they're moronic third graders. Not to their faces. Just assume that everything has to be verified and re-verified and double re-verified. And you'll be set. Only the, only the paranoid survive in financial aid. All right, if you have any questions at all, uh, there's a lot of resources on our um, our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, and uh, I'd love you to leave a review on uh, on iTunes. That helps us you know, expand our reach. Please pass this along. And if you have any uh, questions about your own personal um, financial 
situation, financial aid, or getting into college situation, which we also help a lot of families with, just shoot us an email at vip at andylockwood.com. And that is a shared email that my assistant and I and Pearl all monitor. Uh, so one of us will get back to you about your question and see if we can help you out. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com, for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit lockwoodcollegeprep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.